Now, an hour of clarity for exhausted people of our nation mired in toxic partisanship. Left versus right, us versus them. While we pay to keep our politicians fighting, how do we the people rise up and solve the great challenges of our time? We do it by embracing freedom and liberty. There may be no such thing as a free lunch, but this hour is as close as it gets. Welcome to A Free Solution. Hey, welcome, buddy. Welcome to A Free Solution. Larry Sharp here on WYSL, Rochester, New York. W-E-N-Y-E-N-I, Elmira Corning, The Patriot. And, of course, W-A-C-K in Newark, New York. The cool Newark, 585-346-3000. Yes, host of the Sharp Way, but so happy to be here with you this afternoon, what I love about being here with you so often, again and again and again, is that we get to talk about cool New York stuff. Yeah, I don't always get to talk about that. But I'm talking about something, a general idea or general rule here, which affects more than New York, but surely affects us. And it's the idea of who should apologize? When should they apologize? And should they be punished? There's a lot of stuff going on right now. And the one I think is the one that affects New Yorkers now, maybe, depends how you think about it, is I think it's Tom Reed recently has to apologize and is now going to retire and is not going to challenge Cuomo in 2022. Not that he could have beaten Cuomo. He couldn't. But what if he could have? Would it have been worth it? And it's a serious question. And why do I say that? Because Cuomo supporters are looking at that right now. Cuomo supporters are looking at that right now. He apologized, kinda, and said, I'm not stepping down. And Cuomo supporters are saying, it's not worth it. It's not worth punishing him because they want him to stay governor. I get it. I understand that. I think you found that with Trump last year. People were like, yeah, he's mean. He does bad tweets and stuff. Don't care. Still want him. Yeah, he had, you know, female, tons of females who accused him. Lots of accusations, stuff on tape. But Trump supporters are like, that's fine. We want him. Don't care. I think Cuomo supporters are saying that right now. Same thing. But a guy like Tom Reed walks away. He's done. Was it worth it? And why do I bring this up? Because we have an environment now that is all about attacking people and making them bend the knee and say sorry. Making them bend the knee and accept their punishment. And some people who feel bad, who really are sorry for what they've done, say sorry. And then when they say sorry, it's not good enough. No, it isn't. Beg. You horrible person. Now you've said sorry, you've admitted your guilt. 
Now pay forever. I will now sew the scarlet letter on your chest, jacket, lapel, whatever. Forever. So what have we taught people? We've taught our leaders, if they want to stay in power, to just say no. Nope. Not not retiring. Not leaving. Not resigning. Sorry, not sorry. We've taught them this. And then we get angry. We get mad because we've taught them sorry, not sorry. And they say sorry, not sorry. The idea of justice is not punishment. And we've lost that. You see it in our justice system. You see it in our social contracts. You see it everywhere. Well, they've done something wrong. They must be punished. Okay, why? Well, because the law or the rules or it's just or it's right. Okay. Did you stop the behavior? Did you tell people, show people that there's such a thing as redemption? Did you try to make the victim whole? Anything. No. Justice is served. Why? Because we punish the person. Not because they... Justice isn't served because you've tried to make the victim whole. That's nothing. The victim has to feel righteous because their accuser... I'm sorry, not their accuser. I apologize. Um, their offender is now punished. Now I'm fine. No, you're not. This is one of my biggest issues. And I'll go one step even further. One place that is not near this, but in the same, I guess, idea. The Boston bomber, the brother who survived, they're starting to relook at his death sentence, life sentence. What should be done? And there were a lot of people who were like, no, just kill him. And if I was a victim, I might be there too. I, I'm i very lucky. I have some friends in Boston. None of them were affected by the bombing at all. I'm very lucky. So I don't have an emotional tie. If I had an emotional tie, I might be saying kill him too. Just being forward. I might be thinking the same thing. But I don't. So I can try at least to look even at this objectively. Is the answer killing him? To be forward, I don't know the answer. But I don't just want to kill him. People say, Larry, were you against the death penalty? In theory, could there be a time or a place where a group or a community would deem that the only way of keeping themselves safe was to kill somebody? I think in theory that's possible. In practice, absolutely not. I don't trust government whatsoever. I don't trust government to kill its own citizens. Just don't. No way. So in a theoretical world, am I against death penalty? No. In practice, 100% yes. Against death penalty. Nope. Against it. I don't trust government to enact it in any way, even close to fair. I don't trust government. If I thought there was some omniscient way of making sure only the bad guys were, eh, maybe, even then probably I'd be iffy, but maybe, theoretically maybe, but no. The question is, 
if they kill, is it Sarnaev? I think that's the kid's name. If they kill him, does he become a martyr and motivate more? Does he do nothing? Does he just die and he's forgotten? Is that something? Or is there a chance for him to become better or help others? Again, I don't know. But here's what I do know. The most zealous are the converted. And for those of you who don't know, some of you do, I'm sure, some of you don't. How does the government right now, when they grab fundamentalist Islamists who want to blow us up and such, those types, how do they turn them with other Muslims? That's how you do it. They have another imam come in who also follows the Quran, just like they do, and they discuss the Quran and say, well, is it this? Is it that? And they have conversations. And it takes, you know, days and weeks and months. But those who turn, guess what they do? They convert others. Not away from Islam, but away from violent Islamists. They convert away from that. Is Sarnoff one of those guys? Sarnaev, I'm sorry. Is he one of those guys? I don't know. Now, if you're the person who lost a limb, or you're the person who lost the loved one, maybe you don't want him to get better. Maybe you just want him to be killed. I get it. But imagine if your loved one's death could actually mean something and make something better. Imagine if you lost your limb, you lost your leg or your arm in an explosion, and it means something now. Wouldn't that be better? Maybe I'm wrong. My point is, our justice system is not a justice system. It's a punishment system. And while I knew that, I've known that for decades, now our culture has become that. We used to, as Americans, love a redemption story. Oh my God, did we love it? Some guy or some gal does something bad, falls down, is a bad person. They find themselves, they find spirituality, they find religion, they find their family, and they come back and they become the greatest crusader of them all. And we love it and it's so good. And we all want to be that. And we all wish for redemption. And we all want redemption. And then it happens in our own life, in reality, in front of us. And all we say is, burn the witch. Burn the witch. The heretic. Get rid of them. I, I worry that we're going there. To be forward, I don't have a personal tie to Tom Reed. I don't, it doesn't affect me if he retires or not. It doesn't affect me at all. I don't think it was going to beat Cuomo anyway. But I don't like the fact that he apologizes and leaves. He says a bad precedent. I'm sorry. It continues a bad precedent to where the people who actually care leave and the people who don't stay. This is not a good system. Am I wrong? 585-346-3000. Tell me. Larry Sharp on a free solution. Back after the break. 
Why do businesses choose to move their website from Wix and Squarespace to Simple Tech Innovations? Maybe it's their excellent customer service or attention to detail. Maybe it's their ability to give a truly customized solution. Or perhaps they just like the fact that Simple Tech is a local small business that builds great relationships with its clients. Whatever the reason may be, you can rest assured knowing that the local team at Simple Tech has your best interest in mind when building or updating your website there hands-on and love helping customers achieve their goals. But don't take my word for it. They've won the best in Rochester eight years in a row and have an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating. If your website doesn't match your dreams or isn't achieving your goals, give the professionals at Simple Tech Innovations a call today for a consultation at 585-200-3182. That's 585-200-3182. Simple Tech Innovations. A free solution. Oh, yes. Larry Sharp is here, host of the Sharpway Show. You can follow me on all the Sharpway things. In fact, you can follow me on Sharpway Twitter. That's kind of cool. But I'm here now on a free solution. W-Y-S-L, Rochester, New York. W-E-N-Y-E-N-I, Elmira and Corning, the Patriot. And W-A-C-K in Newark, New York. 585 Four, six, three thousand. I was speaking before the break about the idea of justice, apologies, punishment, and the way that currently our system is set up. And I got a bunch of cool comments from the interwebs on Facebook and and um, YouTube. I want to grab a couple of them. I, I think it's very interesting here. So Jim says accountability would be nice. How do we define that? Right? I mean, I, I like the idea too. Is accountability admitting guilt? Is accountability paying somebody back? Is accountability feeling sorry? I, I'm not sure what that is. You know, I always go back to a very tough spot that a country was in. Some of you know this story. It's Rwanda. In the 90s, they had a horrible civil war. Literally a million people died and they were hacking each other up with machetes. Just a terrible civil war. And at the end of that war, they had to find a way to deal with literally people who were running through towns, hacking people to death. Well, what do you do? Do you put all those people in jail? Do you call them all wall criminals? How do you get your country back in action when you've got to put, you know, 25% of your male population in prison? You just can't do that. Who's going to guard them? Who's going to feed them? And they have to be out supporting their families and working and doing things to build the country forward. How do you do that? Well, they decided, in addition to, you know, getting the big bad guys apology courts. I'm not joking. Apology courts. It didn't work great. But compared, and I have to compare it to the other option, compared to putting 25% of your male population in prison, it was better. Better. But not great. There were people who had vendettas. It ended with people trying to fight. and There were bad things. But there was also something that an acknowledgement. 
that somebody would get in front of others and say, yeah, it was me. I'm the one. Me and this guy and that guy, we came into your village and we killed you. It was us. We killed your loved ones. Now, is that accountability? That he has to say that publicly and admit what he did? Yeah. Does it bring back the loved ones? No. But the question is, if if it's believable, if it's believable, and obviously each one was different, does it make the people who've lost someone feel a little bit better? Yeah, it does. It It doesn't make things great, but does it make things a little bit less bad? Does it make healing a little bit better? Does it give them a little bit more closure? It does. This is the the reason why in our current system, at the end, after a person is convicted and they have to be sentenced, they get to say something before they're sentenced. Why? Why would it matter? Who cares? He's convicted. He's guilty. What do you care? Well, the goal was, it doesn't happen anymore, but the goal was for the perpetrator, usually a male, for him to say, I'm sorry for what I did. That was the goal, that he would say he's sorry, he would express remorse, he would give the victim some closure, and if it was believable, the victim would gain some closure. If it was believable, the judge might be lenient because, okay, he's learned something. He's contrite. We don't have to throw the book at him. He's learned something. That was the concept behind that. Those days are long gone. Now it's just formality. Doesn't mean anything. No one believes the uh, apology and the judge is always hammering people with mandatory minimums. Doesn't matter anymore. But is that accountability? I'm sorry, Jim, I went way long on that. But I'm talking about apologies and accountability and justice. And I feel like we never have this conversation. And it's just, you messed up, one strike and you're out, you're canceled, you can never do anything ever again. You wear your scarlet letter on your lapel for the rest of your life. Retire, leave public life. I don't get it. We're training the wrong things. So then Jim says, just let the victim decide, then carry out his sentence. It's not cheap to keep him alive and a waste of resources, in my opinion. You know, Jim, I think that that should be something. And it isn't right now. For those of you who don't know, in a criminal case, it really isn't, you know, Jim against the guy. It's officially the people. It's not the state. It's the state against the people. So the prosecutor is the one who says what sentence should, that he or she believes right should be done. And it's always like max. It's always like, you know, bazillion years, bury him under the, the jail, throw the key away. But if it was the individual, it might change something. Who knows? But then again, it also, if it was gang-related, wouldn't you be afraid that if it was up to you that there'd be retaliation? Or you might be intimidated to go, give him nothing, let him go. But, but I do you see your point. There probably should be more input. There probably should be much more input than that. It's not a bad idea. I appreciate that. Adrian says, ask Majid Nawaz from the UK, reform terrorist. I'm trying to remember that name. I feel like I've seen him on TV before. 
I'm assuming that he is, um, I don't remember exactly who he is. I apologize, Adrian, but I do remember the name. I feel like I saw him on TV once. 15 years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, if you can see him on TV, some guy was a uh, terrorist and now he helps others or something, right? I think that's the story. Uh, If you could maybe put a link or something, let me know. I'd appreciate that if you could. So thank you for that. But that's my point. In my view, Jim, if this guy is who I think he is, which is a a reformed terrorist who now takes people out of the violent Islamic extremism, he pulls them out. That's redemption. That's accountability, right? If you're some guy who did some terrible stuff and you can now stop others from doing terrible stuff, I think that helps everybody. But then again, I'm not the guy who lost somebody. And maybe I don't believe that. But here's what I would hope I would be. I don't know I would be. I would hope that if that happened to me, that I would want that. I would hope I would want that. I would hope I could be that person. That's all I'm saying. I hope I could be that person. So, all right, let me keep going if I can. Um, uh, Jim, Jim, you got a lot of stuff. I love it. Jim says, we all make bad choices. And when those bad choices end with you being personally responsible for taking another innocent person's life, or especially the terrorists in this case, there is no place to decide how the victims decide how to feel like justice has been served. That's a good point, right? I mean, the person, you've killed people. They don't get a, they don't get a say. You're right. If they say kill them, then just kill them. The same disregard for human life as he showed the victims when he thought he was okay to kill. I get the point. The question is, does government decide that, right? And the reason why I say this, Jim, is I've watched innocent people go to jail. Personally, not like in a story, I've watched innocent people go to jail. The government has been wrong many times. So for those of you who don't know, I think it was Illinois. Someone's going to correct me on this. It was Illinois did a an audit of all their people on death row using things like DNA and all the newer techniques they had now. 20% were found innocent or questionable, but, but innocent. 20%. That was the impetus that made Illinois have a moratorium on the death penalty. Could you imagine if they're killing one in five innocent people? Way too high. Way too high. Just my opinion. Thank you, Adrian. Put it in the link. Adrian, put the the link on, on Magic. Thank you so much, Adrian. You can check him out. So maybe he's somebody pretty cool. I hope so. I'm pretty cool too. And so are all of you for listening. Absolutely. Larry Sharp on a free solution. 585-346-3000. Back after the break.
Your business relies on computers and technology to operate. Slow, unreliable networks and servers can cause unplanned downtime and affect your bottom line. The experts at Simple Tech Innovations are here to help. Their preventative maintenance program ensures that your computers and network are kept up to date and monitored for any issues, keeping your business running smoothly. They also help clients achieve HIPAA, PCI, and New York State cybersecurity compliance to keep your network safe and secure. Whatever your business IT needs are, Simple Tech Innovations should be your first call. They've won the best in Rochester eight years in a row and have an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating. Call them today for a free consultation at 585-200-3182. That's 585-200-3182. Simple Tech Innovations. A free solution. Hey, it's Larry Sharp. I am back. Yes, I am here. Host of the Sharpway Show. When you have a second, why don't you follow me on YouTube, The Sharpway. Not Larry Sharp. Larry Sharp's cool, but The Sharpway's even better because I might get canceled. So you got to make sure you get up to my other show if you want to. And what makes it even better, you can follow a free solution. You can follow a free solution on both YouTube and Facebook. This show's on every day. And don't get me wrong, I'm cool. But so's Kevin Wilson. He's here too. And Andrew Hollister. He's here too. These are some super cool people. So check us out every single day, Monday through Friday. We'd love to talk to you. 585-346-3000. Um, I got a bunch of people with a couple more comments but I want to move if I can. Let me grab a couple comments real fast. Then I move to another piece if I could. Um, Andrew talks about Prison Fellowship is a great Christian organization and former jails less prison inmates have been reformed. I wish we were doing more of that. Reforming people. Right? That's a critical piece. If we could do that, what a home run that is. Joe says, I think Gary Johnson said 3% of people sentenced to death by the state were innocent. And he was a governor. So it's probably pretty close, right? Say it's just 5%. One in 20? Still too high. Still too high. Absolutely. So Nate says, Larry, you're running for governor in 2022. You know you already have my vote. Thank you, Nate. Uh, just watching for you to officially announce before I stop bombarding my friends and family to vote for you. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate that. As I said before, I will be announcing in the summer what I'll be doing. I will announce in the summer absolutely what I will be doing. Thank you for your support, brother. Appreciate it. Uh, Jim says, thanks again, Larry, for creating a place where we can have a meaningful conversation and learn new perspectives. I hope so. I hope we can. I do want to shift, if I can, to another piece. This is local here in New York City where I live, but you'll understand it anywhere you are. You'll get it. Recently, a guy was shot in New York City. Shop another guy. An argument in a restaurant. Guy takes off, runs away. In a, in a van. Leaves in a van. Gets away and runs away. Haven't arrested anybody yet. Men say, well, Larry, that happens all the time. New York City, blah, 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 blah. It does happen a lot. But usually not in a restaurant argument. That's not a normal thing here. Is it a, a bad deal gone down? Someone's robbing somebody? Yeah. 
That happens here. I wish it happened a whole lot less, but it does. That's not shocking. What surprises an argument. And then someone shot in a restaurant. Outdoor restaurant, obviously, it's New York City. Because, I don't know why, because, but we're doing that. Why does that matter? Two reasons. One, he was shot. New York City. Some of the strictest, if not the strictest gun laws in the entire country. And he was shot. Hmm. That didn't work. That's not working. Yet again, prohibition doesn't work. It's not working. He's still shot. Number one. Number two. Why are people now shooting each other in restaurants? Because we're driving each other crazy because of these lockdowns. That's it. We don't care about each other. We don't feel respected. So we act like the world's ending and we take it out. There's a thing to remember. Very often, not always, but very often, when people begin to not care about other people's lives, it's because they feel hopeless or they feel angry and they're being destructive. It's because they feel bad. They feel worthless. They feel powerless. They feel who cares? So why should I care about you? Particularly if they're macho male, particularly, but anyone, but particularly that, young males, particularly that, feeling disrespected. They can't get a job. They can't work. They can't do anything legally. They got to do stuff illegally or they got to be on the government, you know, dole and they don't want to be. I don't know if this guy, supposedly it's a guy in his 20s. That's what they say. How many times have I spoken about violence and then I said, it's linked to lockdowns? It is. I talked about this last year. I warned about it a year ago and I talk about it constantly. The the common denominator in the violence we're seeing across this country from the horrible shooting in Atlanta with the women in the massage parlors to this guy who just shot this guy in the street. Lockdowns. Lockdowns. It's making people nuts. It's making people not care. It's making people not value their own life. So how can they value somebody else's? How can you? It's making people desperate for attention. And I'll go to kids. And this may sound funny. It may seem wrong. But you'll hear me if you have kids in your life. Whether you're uncle, father, mother, whatever you are, parent. Godfather, whatever you are. If you've got kids in your life, you'll know this. You'll get it. Kids want attention. If they can get positive attention, awesome. They'll take it. But if they can't get positive attention, they'll take negative. They'll get your attention. One way or the other, they're going to get your attention. Because that makes them believe if you care, you'll act. You'll do something. Adults are no different in that regard. We want respect. All of us do. You do. I do. Your friends do. We all want respect. We got to get it some way. If we don't get that respect, we start having problems. You hear me often talk about the Libertarian Party. Liberty movement is about happiness. That's what it's about. Life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. How somebody become happy, Larry? You got to have three things. You got to believe that's 
you're loved. You got to believe that you're respected. You got to have purpose. If you got all three of those, odds are you're pretty happy. If you got two of them, easier to get the other one, right? If you got two. If you already feel loved and you got purpose, pretty easy to get respect. You feel respected, you feel loved, easier to find purpose, right? You can find the other one if you got two. If you got one, you're okay, but you're struggling a bit. And through our life, we gain and lose these. That's why it's a pursuit of happiness. You will lose it and then come back and find it again and you'll chase it and you'll make a mistake and you'll do it right and then you'll lose it again. When you don't have any of those and then worse, no hope, no future. Why do you care if you shoot somebody? I'm not joking. Why do you care if you go to prison? Why do you care if you ever have a girlfriend or a boyfriend? Why do you ever care? You don't. These lockdowns are making everything worse. It's taking away our purpose. It's taking away our respect. And we can't have physical love. And I don't necessarily mean romantic. Romantic's always nice. Not required. Nice. But how about family love? Friend love? Platonic love? Just having someone want to give you a hug. How about that? We're losing that too. And then we wonder why we have so much violence. But the worst part is, of all this violence, that people aren't saying that's the problem. They're saying it's a crazy guy or a mad guy or it's guns. It's whatever. Or in Atlanta, they can't stop saying it's because we hate Asian people all of a sudden. Don't get me wrong. There is Asian violence. Of course it exists. But that? That Atlanta shooting? It's because that guy was sitting home all day not working, watching you know what he was watching on the web all day. Then feeling horrible about it, hating himself, lack of respect, having no relationships, clearly, lack of love, and sitting home with no purpose. And what did he become? Self-destructive. And of course, he took it out on others. Some people take it internally. Some people take it out on others. He just got out on others. He became self-destructive. He destroyed his life. He destroyed his life and the life of eight other people and didn't care. Because if you don't care about your own life, why would you care about somebody else's? It literally is that simple. These lockdowns are hurting. And the Brooklyn shooting was an example of that. It's no doubt. Two guys trying to be cool, trying to have some respect, trying to get back to normalcy. And somebody said something somebody didn't like. They got into a fight. And he said, I don't care. I'm showing you. And he showed him. He did. And is anyone going to say it's because of the lockdowns? Nope. Bad guy or guns. That's what it always is. Let me grab a couple of these if I can. So, um, Jim, you read my mind. It's like there's no value of human life. It starts with your own, brother. It starts with your own. When you don't care about your own life, when you got nothing to live for, why do you care about somebody else's? Who cares? Absolutely. Um, hold on. Joe says, maybe an argument over pineapple on pizza. Okay, well, that's that would be okay. Like, if you shot a guy because he put pineapple on pizza, yeah, that's totally okay. If that was what it was. So, you know what? You're right, Joe. Let's check it out. 
Pineapple does not belong on pizza. Ever. I am against death penalty with that one exception. You put pineapple on pizza, death penalty. <laughs> no worries. I'm a New York, I'm a New York City kid. You can't do that. There's one exception. If you're from Hawaii, you you get a pass. If you're not from Hawaii, that's it. Done. You triggered me, Joe. You knew you would. Anyway, guys, I back here, 585-346-3000, a free solution. Larry Sharp here on WYSL, W-E-N-Y, W-A-C-K, back after the break. Why do businesses choose to move their website from Wix and Squarespace to Simple Tech Innovations? Maybe it's their excellent customer service or attention to detail. Maybe it's their ability to give a truly customized solution. Or perhaps they just like the fact that Simple Tech is a local small business that builds great relationships with its clients. Whatever the reason may be, you can rest assured knowing that the local team at Simple Tech has your best interest in mind when building or updating your website there hands-on and love helping customers achieve their goals but don't take my word for it they've won the best in rochester eight years in a row and have an a plus better business bureau rating if your website doesn't match your dreams or isn't achieving your goals give the professionals at simple tech innovations a call today for a consultation at 585-200-3182 that's 585-200-3182 simple tech innovations a free solution. It is Larry Sharp back here at a free solution. I want to say thank you so much for giving me a small chunk of your afternoon. I hope it was interesting. And we're still not even done. Can you imagine all the cool stuff we've talked about? And we're still going on. And we finally figured out that pineapple does not belong on pizza. Done. Here on WYSL, Rochester, New York, W-A-N-Y-E-N-Y, Elmira Corning, The Patriot, and W-A-C-K in Newark, New York. You know, there's one more piece I want to bring up here when it comes to the lockdowns. The part that has bothered me even more, so much of this has bothered me. But not only have we gone out of our way as a government to, to... slow people down, hurt them. Joe posted something. He posts, I prefer not to rely on others for love. I get that, Joe. I do. We didn't do that at all. In fact, literally, millions of New Yorkers not only relied on others for love, we relied on the government for our livelihood. We relied on government for our love. We woke up in the morning and waited for the government to let us know whether we can go visit our loved ones, whether we can go to work, whether our kids can go to school and learn, whether we can grow our businesses or be better at our jobs. It's even worse than what you're saying. We weren't able to go out and get whatever we wanted to get. We couldn't pursue happiness. Literally, literally, in our divorce papers from the UK, life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. And not only could we not do it, we didn't even fight. I mean, some of us did. 
I mean, I had a lawsuit. People had lawsuits. We fought. But relatively, we sat back and took it. And most people are still about sitting back and taking it. And even when things are screaming at us as problems, we don't even mention it. And there are people now who are who are marching because of hate against Asians. Stop the hate. Great reason to march. Good for you. Please, let's not hate anybody. I'm totally, Asian, let's do it. No worries. Let's go ahead and do that. I'm, I'm totally on board. How can we have so many people marching? Because they're not working. It's Monday. Shouldn't you be working? No. You can march. That's what happened in the summer. You can march all day for weeks. You're not working. You can march all day now for weeks. You're not working. That's the problem. So now what winds up happening? Now even marching becomes nothing. So you march and you feel good. And I'm happy. I think it's good that you're an activist. Good for you. Say your piece, free speech, life is good. My question is, is it effective? Or would it be more effective if you were working? Would that be more effective? And I would say, yeah. Because if that guy who killed those people in Atlanta was working and he had purpose, he wouldn't have shot them. That's not how it works. When you have purpose, when you have respect, when you have love, you don't go shoot people. It's not how that works. Doesn't happen ever. That that's that's a never story. Never happens. So while I'm happy you're using your first amendment, good for you. Is it helpful? And I would say no. I would say the reverse. I would say it makes you feel like you're doing something. In reality, you're doing nothing because you're not touching the real problem. You're not fixing the real problem. You're just feeling good about yourself. And there goes the next piece I mentioned. It's a desperate attempt to have purpose. That's what it is. That's why I'm not mad at him. But these, why do you think all those people jumped outside um, during the summer? They had no purpose. Hey, purpose, Black Lives Matter. I'm out. Hey, purpose, Asian Lives Matter. Boom, I'm out. January 6th, the storm's coming. I'm out. All of a sudden, now, we have purpose out of just things. And the media jumps on it. Yeah, go out, have purpose. I have an idea. What if our purpose was making ourselves ourselves and those who we love better. I like that purpose. And if you love a lot of people, that's a whole lot of work. If you don't love many people, it's not as much work. But it's fine. You pick. That's a better purpose for me. And to do that, I got to be able to leave my house when I want to leave my house. And I have to be able to get a job or start a business or support local communities or go into nonprofits or teach my kids, or get my kids to school so I can go do those things, et cetera, et cetera. All the things that have been stopped by these lockdowns. Let me say, well, Larry, you got a lockdown. You have to. Florida would say no. Larry, you got to have government control. 
Well, what's happening now in New York State? If you notice, what's happening now in New York State to make things better? They're, they're actually pulling back on some regulations, meaning now pharmacies can do more. Let's see. Who six months ago, five months ago, was saying that pharmacies in New York State were the actual way to make this work in the first place? Oh, wait, that was me. Yeah, literally. I said pharmacies. That's the way. Pharmacy and age were done. System finished. No need for a vaccine to go through the state government at all, directly from the feds, right to the pharmacies. Have a nice day. Now we're doing it. Now we're pulling away. Every time we begin to pull away, things become more effective, more efficient. Every time we lock down, every time we use force, things get worse. Every time. And we seem to never learn. I say it every time. Every time something bad happens, I say exactly the same thing. I give you plans and ideas on how to solve problems without using force. Because when you start clamping down and using force, things get worse. How about God tried it, didn't work. And it got worse for us. Don't eat the apple. We ate it. Got worse. We lost Eden. From beginning of time, it's been true. And we're still trying it. You know what? That was the lesson right there. We probably should have just ended at that point and said, you know what? This prohibition thing, not working. Let's not do that. But we still do it. We lock down. We force. We punish. We use violence. And it fails. But Larry, how in the world can we use your solutions? How will they work all of a sudden? How, how will we get the immediate results that we need? There is no way to get immediate results. So if you want to, you can take my solutions and you can compare them to magical perfection and I lose every time. But so does your solution because every solution fails against perfection because nothing's perfect. How about making things better? How about real solutions that make things better and they're long-term and the best part they're free. It's a free solution, as always. Thank you so much for giving me a part of your afternoon. I will see you all very soon.